Tuesday, Daily Mail, July 28th. I'm eating crumb cake right now from Carlo's Bakery. I don't know if you guys know what that is. If you ever watched this stupid show on TLC, Cake Boss, it's the bakery that's on that show. It's a fucking insane bakery. It's crazy because there's like a line of tourists every time I go there. Like legitimately there's barricades and like velvet ropes set up for these people to to uh, take pictures at their bakery. Which is crazy. It's just a fucking bakery. But it was on TV before so everybody gets all crazy about it. To me it's just my bakery. And it's a really fucking good one. And they make this crumb cake. And these chocolate chip cookies. And these fucking cheesecakes. That are out of control. And so now my wife is pregnant. I got her knocked up. That means two things. It means one, I got to leave it in. Which, as guys know, is awesome. And two, now I get to get fucking fat. So, gaining weight along with my wife, and it's fucking great. Anyway, let's talk about Mazda. Yesterday, I think I creeped you guys out a little bit with Mazda. I think I went a little bit too far with the sexual nuances in Mazda's advertising. However, they are blatantly there. Like, if uh, if uh, Sigmund Freud, is that his name, Sigmund Freud, or is that, or is that the guy who was the, the circus act? No, that's Siegfried, that's Siegfried and Roy, right? Sig. Sigmund Freud, whatever. Like I Freud read Mazda's copy, they would be like, you should have, you should have boners right now. So we'll try to do it a little more legit today. Does driving matter to you? Driving with the windows down, the wind blowing through your hair, the smell of pine trees and fresh asphalt. You look forward to these moments when it's just you and the road, no distractions. Handling every curve of the road, meaning when the road turns, not any sort of other curve. And feeling every nuance of the road, metaphorically speaking, through the car as you're driving, not feeling anything else. So just ask yourself, does driving matter to you? Because that's all we're talking about here, folks, driving. Nothing else. We're just talking about driving cars. I don't know where you, where your mind went. Get your mind out of the gutter. It's just talking about driving and, and, and liking that. So driving matters to you. Mazda builds cars for people for who driving matters to them. Driving matters to you. Driving matters to us. Mazda. Let's start today talking about a little bit of drinking. Where a new, there's a new study. Science says magnets owe. What you earn is tied to how you drink. Overall, roughly two and three Americans drink alcohol which makes you wonder what the fuck that third person's doing, right? Which has been historically true since 1939. But if you dig a little deeper, and drinking habits vary uh, widely among some Americans, particularly those who are wealthy, eight in 10 of those people drink. And those who are not, only five in 10 do drink. Education is another divider. They go on to some other statistics. They say uh, 42% of, of people, that's the beer, the beer is the, the, the drink of choice of 42% of people, 
38% with a household income of $75,000 or higher prefer wine. And uh, people who make $30,000 or less choose beer. And the gap, you know, they say the gap could simply just be a result of access to alcohol. Americans who have higher incomes can afford to drink more and do things that involve drinking, like socialize with coworkers and go on vacation. But 47% of higher earners say they imbibed in the previous 24 hours, while 18% of lower earners did. I mean, it's a chicken or the egg sort of thing here. It's like, uh, you got a bunch of money. What the fuck are you going to do with it? I'm going to go spend it on a bunch of booze. But maybe, just maybe, it's, hey, why do you have a bunch of fucking money? Well, it's because I like a lot of booze. I, you know, I'm not a scientist. I don't know. Which came first? I don't know the cause. I don't know the effect. It's one or the other. All I know is that drinking is the most important thing that we do on this planet Earth, and I'm not even kidding you. I'm not talking about frat boy drinking. I'm not talking about people who do shots of vodka through their eyeballs or chicks who fucking soak tampons in vodka and all that crazy kind of drinking. I'm talking about normal human behavior, drinking alcohol. It's the single most important thing we do as people. It's really the only thing that we all have in common. Everybody has different tastes in music. Everybody has different tastes in TV and books and fucking conversation and politics. You, we all can settle on alcohol. Some like wine, some like beer. Sounds like poor people like beer and rich people like wine. That makes sense to me. But at the end of the day, booze is what unites humankind. And so it makes sense to me that the more you drink... And the more you're a drinker who has all sorts of different types of alcohol and enjoys it and learns to enjoy it and learns to drink it and drinks it with other people in other places, it makes sense to me that those people would be the most successful people on earth. You never trust a person who doesn't drink. You find me one sober person, I got one eye on that person the whole time because that's the person who's going to shoot up the office. That's the person who's going to rat you out to the boss or something. Sober people are the dangerous ones, and don't let anybody tell you otherwise. So we got this bald dude who's complaining, and he's calling for Hollywood to stop portraying bald people as evil. And the picture on this uh, on this article it uses Kevin Spacey from Seven when he had his head completely shaved. It's got a. Uh, the dude from who played Zuckerberg in The Social Network. He's Lex Luthor in the new Superman movie, so he's got his head shaved. And so this guy says, A man suffering from alopecia has hit out against the, quote, pervasive negative portrayal of bald people in movies and the idea that they are somehow, quote, damaged. So there's, like I said, Lex Luthor, Daredevil's Bullseye, Seven's John Doe, The Matrix's Cypher, Star Wars' Darth Maul, The Dark Knight Rises' Bane, Harry Potter's Baltimore. The list goes on and on. Quote, I'm bald, therefore I'm evil or somehow damaged. This notion has seeped into every pore of our media, and believe me, I fully expect you to sit there blind to your hair privilege and not have any understanding of how pervasive this negative portrayal of bald people has affected your bias. Listen, bruh, the world revolves around hair, and that's all there is to it. I'm watching The Bachelorette last night. I've been watching The Bachelorette for probably the last two, maybe three weeks. Trent, your boy Trent out in Iowa, that's his thing. Last night was his Super Bowl, the finale. He's been watching it the whole time. I kind of hopped on the bandwagon. You see the dude who won that, Sean? 
See him? He won 1,000% because of his hair. That's all there is to it. Hair rules. I mean, him being a personal trainer and kind of being jacked certainly helped. But the guy had incredible flow. You have incredible flow, people like you. You're bald, people don't like you. That's what it comes down to. Nah, and that's not entirely true. Actually, like my, my best, my, my friend who's like the best looking of our crew has his head completely shaved, but he's got like a Vin Diesel look on, so chicks are all over him. If you're a weird looking dude and you have no hair, well, people aren't going to like you. Also, huge difference between being bald and shaving your head and having alopecia. Alopecia is that shit where you can't grow hair anywhere, so you don't even fucking have eyebrows. So you end up looking like Charlie Villanueva, in which case you do in fact look like a movie villain. You look like someone from outer space. You look like someone who might like commit a crime or harm a child. So it is what it is, bro. Hair rules. Like girls who have long, beautiful hair, they're sexy. Dudes who have like full, thick heads of hair, God, girls like them. People like them. It's just the way of the world. Sorry. Fugitive's role in a horror film leads to his arrest in Olympia. A fugitive turned actor was arrested Friday after federal, federal agents saw his photo in The Olympian. Justin Stang, a 44-year-old, played a leading role in a low-budget horror movie, Marla May, which wrapped up filming last week in Olympia's Wildwood neighborhood. The Olympian ran a feature story Friday with photos that showed the man on the film set. The U.S. Marshall Pacific Northwest Violent Offender Task Force tracked down, tracked him down after he was recognized in a newspaper. In 2006, he was uh, sentenced to 117 months in prison for a bank robbery. And I'm sorry for all the G-chats. Feidelberg's just fucking G-chatting away right now. I'm sure that's driving you guys nuts. But guess what? Don't really fucking care. Uh, anyway, I guess this dude... He escaped, and he's been—he uh, fled, and he's been—he's been on the run since 2006. And the guy went, and he auditioned. The film's producer said that he really nailed the audition and brought a different element than what the role uh, the film's creators originally sought. He was great, did a good job. Bingo, bango! Task force finds him. Pow! You're back in jail. I, you know, there's not much to add to the story. I just love when uh, bad things happen to artsy people, kind of. Like, this guy's probably an asshole. If you're starring in a low-budget horror film in, uh, in, I don't know, this is probably in, like, fucking Oregon or some shit like that, wherever the Olympia is, you're probably, like, one of those artsy-fartsy types who thinks that, like, you're better than me. And it's like, oh, guess what? Actually, uh, you're going to jail. How about that? You, uh, you're a violent offender, and there's a warrant out for your arrest, you cocksucker, and you probably shouldn't have been in a goddamn movie. Probably should have been laying low a little bit more. I guess that's an interesting question, though. When you're a fugitive, if you if you really want to be a fugitive, you got to be like Whitey Whitey Bulger. Like that dude laid low for like what was it, fifty fucking years or something. You know, if 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 I if I was on the lam since two thousand six, by two thousand fifteen, you're probably thinking like, all right, I'm good to go. Nobody's looking for me anymore, right? Wrong. Did some dumbass movie. No one's ever going to watch it. Bam, you're going back to jail for it. You want to commit to the fugitive life, you got to commit to it fully. Uh, what do we got here? Oh, hey, presidential elections. That's big, right? Well, good news. We got a guy named Dee's Nuts running for president. That's awesome. Iowa man named Dee's Nuts files paperwork to run for president. That's his official legal name. 
and he has filed paperwork with the Federal Election Commission, election commission to run for president in the 2016 election. Nuts, an independent, filed the paperwork with the FEC on Sunday. Each election season sees dozens, if not hundreds, of people who declare their candidacy for president, but they virtually, they virtually have no realistic chance of winning. Well, if there's ever been an independent who's had a chance to win, it would be these nuts. That's a joke that will just never get old to me. You can say these nuts, you can fart, and you can mix up R's and L's while making fun of Asians, and I will laugh at you every single time. And for the last, I guess, story of the day, we'll call it, uh, you know, uh, real or fake here on Daily Mail today. Alabama man caught having sex with a pig in a Walmart bathroom. So let that soak in. I don't know. Real or fake. Now, this is Daily Mail, where, you know, it's the Wild West right now. I have a, a lot lower standards when it comes to fake stories, because it's really just me bullshitting about stuff anyway. Would I blog this? No. Will I yap about this on my Daily Mail podcast? Yes, I will. So the story supposedly says Marvin Halbert of Birmingham, Alabama, is in police custody after Walmart workers found him having, quote, inappropriate relations with a farm pig in the superstore restroom. Customers reported hearing loud squealing coming from the bathroom in the back of the store area near the layaway department. An eyewitness said her seven-year-old went in to use the restroom and, restroom and came out screaming. Raymond Cooper, an employee at the Walmart store, said he was the one that ran in and saved the pig. Uh, shortly after police arrived, Halbert was screaming, I just want my piggy back. I just want my piggy back. <laughs> said his wife had just kicked him out of the home. And... Uh, Pig was his new lover. So, you know, I'm leaning, I'm, here's the thing, leaning very, very strongly towards fake, 98% fake. But isn't it a funny world where I could just read you a headline, Alabama man caught having sex with a pig in a Walmart bathroom, and everyone listening right now goes, And if you're looking at the picture, again, who knows what pictures they use. It's this homeless-ass-looking fucking guy on the, on, this, on the article. And everyone's going, I can see it. I mean, if there ever was a place, it would be Alabama. And to take a, an Alabama Walmart bathroom. If there's ever a place to have sex with a pig, it's that. So, you know, fake article, but I tip my cap to whoever wrote that one. Because uh, you hit the trifecta there. When you're trying to dupe people, it's got to be the right place, the right time, the right circumstances. This guy hit them all. So that's your fake story from Daily Mail for the day. That's it for me. Mail time tonight. Full episode. Don't know what we're going to be talking about. I'm going to get back to some crumb cake. I'm out.